Welcome to the Dementia Caregiver Talk Show, a podcast to help you navigate the senior care maze. Learn and laugh with us as we discuss creative solutions and ideas to common and uncommon dementia care challenges and how to make sense of the senior care industry and options, even if you're not a professional. Hello and welcome back to the Dementia Caregiver Talk Show. And I'm here with Joanne Westbrook and Tipa Snow. Hey ladies, how are you doing? Hi. Hi. We got a super, super interesting topic today because I think it's something that is critically important. And, and, you know, in, in dementia care, frankly, in all of our lives, all the time. And it's getting started at communicating better. Mm. Oh, boy, that's a good one. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And it's a really important one. And I think probably underestimated um, how soon the issues with communication sort of start coming up. And so we miss the early signals that somebody's struggling a little bit more than they used to. Um, because everyone in the world has moments where you can't think of the, um, oh shoot, the, the, you know, the thing you wanted to say, the, um, (laughs) you can't find the vocabulary word you're looking for. And there's a pause. Um, but with a healthy brain, there's a different reaction to that. When somebody offers you a word, it's like, oh good, now we can move on. Whereas when I'm living with dementia, when somebody suddenly jumps in with a word, it's like, I have to go look at that word, figure out if that's the word I was looking for. My word is a different word. And now, because I also have problems with memory, I'm having a hard time remembering what was the word I was looking for in the first place. And I had it before you said something. (laughs) So if I had to come up with what are the top things that we need to think about and be aware of and practice when we're first starting off in communication, it would be matching our pace to their pace. So if their pace is slowing, we need to get a little more comfortable with pauses and not rush into the pause if they're trying to think or it looks like they're trying to come up with it. And then be willing to think back over what they just said and rather than add a word, say back to them what you just heard them say so far so they get to hear where they are. So if if Joanne said, I'm looking for something to, to give her a second, and then I would say, so you're looking for something you could... And see if she can fill in the blank, because sometimes when she hears her words, then she gets to the next word that she was looking for, and she goes, yeah, the, um, then what I could say is something to drink or something else. Now, notice how I gave you a specific and then a great big open space. Is it a drink or something else? Because by doing it that way, I don't distract you totally from your word. I said, you know, was it this one or was it in this other grouping? And so she goes, no, not something to drink, something else. Because then I've given her the two things she could say. She didn't have to go find the words. I gave her the words. And it was either this or something else. And it's called exclusionary categories. What's cool about them is the word's going to be in one place or the other. It's either something to drink or it is something else. So I haven't limited anything. So I haven't done anything that boxes her in or makes her frustrated. Then she goes, something else. And I go, huh, something else. So what did I do again, Valerie? What did you just hear me do again? Well, so you sort of, you you, huh. you know, um, by repeating something it else. back, 
So I gave her that same word back again. What I'm learning how to do is slow myself down and making sure we're on the same page. We've got to quit playing tennis once somebody develops dementia. We've got to learn how we're bouncing a ball and handing it to the other person, and then they bounce the ball and hand it back. And it's a slower game because we've got to make sure we're keeping our eye on the ball. Mm -hmm. um, and we can't do tennis anymore. It's, it's not working like that, let alone doubles. That's when you put them in a group. <laughs> So, so the other skill, so we've talked about pacing and reflection and either or, and then the last one I would bring up is, hmm, so it's not something to drink. Tell me more about it. Could you, could you tell me a little more about what you want and what it is you're looking for? Because what I'm really asking for is, do you have other words other than the one you're looking for? And if you use those other words, it's called circumlocution. You can talk around the word. Can I and you or one of us figure out what the word is if you talk around it a little bit? It's called open-ended. So tell me more about that. You need something. Tell me about it. Well, it's what I do when I go out and I'm looking for the thing that I carry with me. Oh, oh, the thing you carry with me. So you're talking about your, your pocketbook or something else? Now, notice even when I thought I knew what it was, I still didn't just go this because I, I don't want to be wrong. I want us to still stay together. So if I had to give you the, the primary ways of communicating better, not getting into the emotion so much, just into the fact that words are going away, those would be my go-tos. Very nice. Very and that's, nice. that's so helpful because you continue to give them respect and they don't get embarrassed if you try, mm -hmm. if they use the wrong word, for example, mm -hmm. uh, but it's their word. And right. if you repeat that same word uh, and then you move forward, then they understand what you're talking about because mm -hmm. that was their word. <laughs> yeah. So I say, well, I would like Coca-Cola. Yes. Oh, okay. Coca-Cola. We can find oh, out. Not Coca-Cola. It was, that's not right. Um, <laughs> It's like coca Lao, but that's not the right way you say it. I can't think of the, um, what is it, the thing you said? Oh, I have a hard time with that one, too. Yeah. Well, you've always been dumb. <laughs> <laughs> that was helpful, Valerie. <laughs> now, that sounded a little harsh, but I'm trying to understand why you're having trouble. I know you have trouble because you're not very bright, but I'm really smart. <laughs> and so that was my brain saying, well, this is why you're having trouble is, well, she's always been dumb, you know, kind of thing. But what I wouldn't have done is said it out loud, maybe. And, but now I might. So you got to let go of that. But that's a whole nother topic. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Being uh, able to let go is really, really important. <laughs> yeah, so the idea, though, that at that point you could say, so, oh, so Tipa, you talking about Coca-Cola or something else? Oh, yeah, Coca-Cola. That's how you say it. Jeez. Why uh, it and yet we're okay. We're not in a bad place. Yeah. I really like the, the phrase, you know, how he said the phrase of tell me more about it and how it lets them sort of rethink it or describe it in a different way. I was, you know, on a personal level, I'm, English is my second language. I sometimes forget words in German. And so I will talk to my parents and I will want to say something, but I can't remember the word. So I will then to start to describe it and then my parents can, cha-ching, you know, cha exactly, help me remember it. <laughs> and yeah, so exactly. it's, it's yeah. really, really helpful. Yeah, and it's true. People who speak multiple languages, they have a little, what's interesting, they have a little neuroprotection, but when dementia does hit, um, it makes it even more challenging because now they have two vocabulary sets to go look in. 
So <laughs> being tuned into that, if we're living with someone who does have English as a second or another language, or they have another language as a primary, we want to get really good at this really fast and start using objects in our communication, not just words in our communication. But we'll, we'll talk about that another time. All right. All right. Well, that was, I think, extremely helpful, I think, because communication is... It's critical, it's, isn't it? It's critical. I mean, if you don't have communication, you're just, you're not, you're not going to, you're going to have a hard time accomplishing everything. And yeah, so the things I gave you, just so we're clear, I did pacing, matching your pace to theirs, same speed, used a little reflection so that when we say something back that we heard, they get to hear what we said and pause with an empty space to see if they can fill it in. Then give them either or, this or something else, so that they have the words they're looking for. They don't have to go look for them. And then that last one is, tell me more about it, the more about the thing that you're looking for, which gives them that opportunity to use alternate descriptions to see if we can get there. And then when you think you know, just remember that, oh, so are you talking about this or something else? Don't think for sure you know, because what if they came up with the wrong word? And it's one of those moments. So those are my strategies. That's what I use. And it tends to be pretty helpful. Thank you so much, Tifa. I really appreciate that. It's Again, it's incredibly helpful, I think. And it's one of the things, it's, you know, if you're new to it, you know, and, and, and maybe you took some notes, and I'm also going to put some notes in the, sh in the show notes again. Uh, you know, it's like practice a little bit. Mm -hmm. and, uh, Find a friend who doesn't mind not, not being able to come up with the whatchamacallits that you're looking for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, practice makes perfect. That's it definitely. does. Before you need it, you want to rehearse. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much, uh, Tifa. Thank you very much, Joanne. And thank you so much to our listeners for joining in. And um, if you're listening to us on, like, let's say, iTunes or another podcast platform, if you enjoyed the show and you could leave us uh, feedback on there, that would be wonderful because it actually does multiple things. You know, it, help, it lets us know we're doing an okay job. Or if you didn't like it, then you know what? We can work on improving it. And simultaneously, the more activity we have, the more people will be able to find us on there. So you might be helping out other people that have a loved one living with dementia because it's going to be, you know, when they're looking for the resource, they're going to be able to find us much quicker. And we would also love to have any uh, input from you that you're struggling with so that there are some topics that you really, really feel you need to hear a little more about. We would certainly love to hear that feedback as well. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, it's great being with you, and it's fun being able to be with you more regularly um, now that we're in the same family. So <laughs> thanks for doing what you do, and I look forward to our next session. Oh, hi. Sounds wonderful. Thank you, Tifa. My Thank pleasure. You. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you.